Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Sarji. Um, we've only got a, a baby three game slate today, uh, but we have a lot to break down yesterday, whether it be betting wise or NBA. Um, and then we, we turn to today. Three fun games. We'll talk our way through it. Um, well, let's 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 just get right into it. Yesterday was a one of those days that as a better, you know, now that I've been doing this a little bit longer, I'm able to just like compartmentalize tough day, move on in the past. That would have infuriated me, and I would just try and get it all back. Um, but tough day yesterday. We'll go through the recap. I took some L's. Um, took an L first off on Jazz minus 13. I'm not ready to say yet that they're in trouble because I think – I didn't watch every second of that game, but I, I do think overall it seems like the Rockets just played well. Um, and you get that randomly with them sometimes, right? Like that's that's the toughest part with young teams is – when they do show up and the talent shows up and they're locked in for a game, it looks really good. It's just not that common. And so I thought, you know, Jazz after a really embarrassing loss back home. I know no Donovan, but plenty of guys that score the rock there um, against a, a really leaky uh, Rockets defense. Didn't work out. Rockets went out right. Bad call. Then I go Blazers plus 10. Um I, I it got up to nine and a half minus 105. So I bought my usual bought 10 minus 115. Um, they were in it literally the whole game. They were in it going into the fourth. Jimmy Butler gets ejected where we caught a nice little break there. Uh, no Lowry, no hero up like four going into the fourth. They get absolutely blown out uh, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Take a tough out there. That's definitely one we, we should have gotten, but that happens. Sometimes we win one, some that, that we shouldn't have won. And then the Amir coffee train. Uh, I know Sarge and I have been so invested in that. We've been riding it. We've loved our free coffee every day. And um, Amir goes out and gets 10 points, rebounds, and assists in the first quarter. Um, and then you watched it, so you have a better idea. But the game flow just uh, – it didn't it didn't seem to work out for him. I, I think this, the bench unit really got it going in, this, in the first half and second half. Um, and, and Lou, look, I don't even like necessarily blame him. Like Ty Lou's a good coach. He's going to do whatever is best for his team. Um, and I know they ended up losing it, but, um, comes back in overtime, just wasn't super involved in the offense. Um, would have been unreal to cash that and salvage the day, but we didn't. And, and I think the, the tough, that the part that makes it toughest is like, these days are brutal. Like sometimes you just, you read it wrong. Right. But I really think that that Blazers one should have hit. And, and I think Amir should have hit. And then on top of that, all the leans that are, you're looking at that you hold off on hit. So it was just a tough, tough Wednesday for me. But we're here. We're still going to bounce back. I think we're sitting now at 96 and 87. So still decent, still nine games over 500. We're just going to keep it pushing. But it was a, a tough day for sure. Yeah, that Amir call, he, he had 10 points, rebounds, and assists in four minutes. And then and we were riding high. You know, I had the biggest grin on my face when I because I, I didn't watch it. That's when I turned on the game. It was four minutes in, and he already had five, three, and two. And I was like, oh my God, here we go again. And then he came out, he didn't do anything, and then he came out, and the second unit just made a huge push with Kennard, even some Justice Winslow. And I was like, oh no, like 
Tyloo runs his second unit when they're going. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's three minutes left in the half and those guys are still in there. I'm like, oh, no. Here we go. And then Coffee comes back in with like two minutes, 30 seconds, literally no part of the offense. And then the same thing happens in the second half, but he didn't do anything to start the first uh, first part of the uh, third quarter. So I was just so bummed that we have to get off the coffee train. But I think it it was important to, to see that game because Winslow and Kennard do make a difference uh, for coffee. Like he's not going to play his minutes no matter what. And the usage does go down when those guys are on the floor. So, yeah, I think it is step back and realize, you know, why he didn't, why he didn't. Hit yeah, that. and I and I think it is something that you know the next time he's on the slate, where I'm not going to just immediately play it again. Um, you, I kind of have to look at it and and see, you know, if Winslow and and all these guys are out again, um, because it, it's not just to ride the coffee train over and over. But it is frustrating because some of the other games too. I really like the Pistons, um, not to win outright, but, but to cover seven and a half. I thought it was too big. They end up winning that game. Um, you like the Bucks? The Bucks ended up covering there, um, and then freaking, I had to end the light night watching the Lakers, dude. I just turned it off. When we got down ten, I just, you know what? I I was with my girlfriend. We we're watching the game. She wants to get into bed, and I go, no, I gotta watch the end of the Laker game. No Three TV in the left. room. What? No TV in the room. No, we're in the living room watching the TV on the Lakers broadcast on TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me just finish the game. She's like, all right, it's cool. And then I'll, with three minutes left, I said, you know what? Let's go. We're out of here. Turn off the TV. We, we head back. The, all, all in for the night. The Kobe, uh, when he got up and left before the game, let's over, grabbed his family. We're yeah. getting ready. Yeah. 100%. Tough. Tough. And we, we talked about it. Lakers, I mean, they can look good for stretches at home, but it really comes down to – someone else other than LeBron James doing anything. And it, I, I can't lie, I didn't watch any of that game. Uh, I got home from my game, saw that I went 0-3, watched a little bit of Amir Coffee, And then after that, I was like, ah. Russ was so, so bad yesterday. And I know I say this almost every time, but, dude, <clears throat> he just killed us. TH just – I don't know what we're going to do going forward, but we might have to look to bench, actually legit benching him in fourth quarter. That's crazy. You And I want to get your opinion as a Lakers fan. I know uh, I, I tweeted about it a little bit, like the fact that, you know, Frank Vogel's jobs. It First off, I'll point to soccer. Like soccer is crazy. You can win a title in soccer and then boom, you start off a season bad for six games and you're gone. There's a, it's a little bit better in, in other sports. But to me, the Frank Vogel, you know, firing talk seems a little crazy to me. You know, they just won a title last year. They probably would have been in the mix if, if AD was healthy. Um, and then you get this offseason where I, I really thought, you know, say it's LeBron, say it's Blinko, whatever. Like, I just didn't think they put their best foot forward in the offseason. And now, you know, AD's been out for a lot. LeBron's been out for a lot. You're 500, and I feel like Vogel is being the scapegoat. Now, I'm sure there's things he, he can do better, but where do you fall on that? Like, I think the biggest – roster construction, saying, dude. He can't do anything. You can go on Twitter and see, like, so many plays where Lakers Twitter just goes off on, like, defensive plays. Where, like, Carmelo Anthony, for no good reason on one play, just started running backwards. He just and he turned around and then Karis Silver was wide open. At the, I'll, I'll send you it on Twitter after, but for those listening, you can just go find it. 
Carmelo Anthony, for no reason, there's nothing happening in the play. He just turns around and starts running, and Karis LeVert just gets a wide-open three. It's the weirdest thing ever. The next play, Russell Westbrook, when he gets pulled, he's guarding Karis and just lets him blow by, doesn't even try to recover, free layup. It's like it, – it's Vogel's a great defensive coach, but you can't have your players play good defense if they're not good defenders. Like, there's just nothing you can do. It, it's it's yeah. sad for Vogel because the dude won a championship – with the Lakers, you don't like. I don't know who else is going to maximize this talent. Uh, you can bring in Fisdale; he's not doing anything with this roster. You can bring in any of our assistant coaches; they're not doing anything with this roster. It's just kind of dead weight from here on out for the rest of the season. I think you let Vogel ride it out with the team, um, and then next year you say, "Hey, you know, bad season. We're not putting this all on you, but we're going to change our roster. And if you still can't do anything at the start of this year, we'll give you 15, 20 games. Uh, then you're gone." Yeah. I think that's what it should be. But the fact that, you know, there's pressure, like it just, it just seems misguided. Like there's no real point of firing Vogel. Like at least get AD back and, and see if those two can, can drag this team to a run. I, I don't know what any other assistant or any other random coach out there is going to do. Can't, I mean, you can't win basketball games when Russell plays 27 minutes, takes 17 shots in 27 minutes and makes five. Yeah. you're just gonna lose every game usually yeah and the shots too with russ it's like you know it'd be cool if they're all at the rim but like i i don't know i i don't know where his jumper went like i know he's never been a three-point shooter but he used to have oh he was jumper. you want to know the funniest part he was four for six from three that's hilarious five that's for hilarious. but he was five for 17 from the field like probably why he was one for 11 from two. Yeah, it's it's tough. And, and you see a guy like Russ is just the, – the reason he's Russ is because of his athletic abilities and his passion and his heart and, and all that. But, you know, as his legs start to go, as he starts to get older, he doesn't have the skill to rely on that to keep him relevant in some of these games. And I think we're right at that – we're right at that point in his career where it's like, all right, the athletic ability is not enough to make up for the lack of skill in certain areas. And so it's kind of like, it's funny that he got traded from. It's the same thing with John wall. Like once those kind of players that can't shoot, but they're uber athletic, you just, you, you can't really play in the NBA anymore. It's just, these young guys are so athletic and they can shoot. You just can't keep up with yeah. them. You need to have like a CP three like game or LeBron, you know, like shout out LeBron, you know, he, I mean, he still is pretty crazy athletic for how old he is. But, you know, like, he can shoot it now. You know, Chris Paul, it's all just mind and, and skill. And, when yeah, when guys like Russell. Like Kyle like, Lowry, Paul, too, right? Like, Lowry, it's just. Yeah, like, yeah. it's possible. But, but it just shows, like, Russ is still playing like he's 25, but he doesn't have that body anymore. And it's just, it's, I mean, honestly, I can't lie. It's not sad for me. Uh I enjoy it, <laughs> but uh, I feel bad for you. I do. I do. And, and I still think, you know, LeBron and AD come back. Uh, do I have them as a title favorite? No, but I wouldn't want to play them in the first round. <clears throat> you know, the Warriors could. Exactly. Like, I, I would want to avoid that team if AD and, and Bron are healthy. And I, I still think, you know, overall, the Jazz, Suns, Warriors, I think you take them. But any other team – I don't know. I don't know if you take them. Maybe, maybe Grizzlies Lakers would be a really fun first round matchup. I think the Grizzlies would still be favored in that, 
But you don't know. You know, AD comes back. Lakers have a shot. Um, <clears throat> let's see. We also had some crazy-ass performances yesterday. Joel dropped uh, 50 points oh my like, God. In, in 27 minutes. Uh, Nikola Jokic was absolutely incredible. Had uh, 49 in 49, 14 and 10 in 41 minutes. Um, we just had some really Sabonis had a triple double. Uh, KPJ 15, one and eight with one turnover, 50% from the field. Had to give <laughs> give a shout out to KPJ. There were just some DeJounte Murray yesterday. Uh, Terry Rozier went bonkers for 28, 10 and four, I think. Yeah, Terry Rozier's been hooping late against his old team. Yeah, like that, dude. That's something to actually talk about. Like, not at, at this time, but like real quick. Like, if Boston held on to him, I know you had to pay him, but man, like that dude, dude is a bucket. You know, he was before before he left Boston to Charlotte. It was like inefficient. His his thing was like he's a chucker. Like, yeah, he can make some cool off the dribble shots, but. You know, it's not efficient enough to, to warrant the amount of takes. And now it's just like he's just really good. Um, and, and that when they when he signed there in Charlotte, it was like, all right, that's way too much. And now it's actually looking like a steal. Um, and the Hornets honestly are getting into like not elite elite basketball territory in terms of teams, but they're really good now. Like when they, they play have, focused and come into a game locked in, they can beat anyone. Their thing is just the young team problem, which is inconsistency. And you know, they, they lose the magic at home and then they're able to go beat the Knicks and Boston on the road. I know. And, and they beat, I mean, they beat the 76ers. They beat the Bucks twice. Yeah. They, yeah. you know, they're just, pl- I think they're playing good basketball outside of that game where they lost to the magic. Like, sure. for sure. Um, all right. We got a three game site today. Uh, spreads, props. We'll get into all of that. The first game of the day is going to be the New York Knicks at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, last night when I went on action, I saw like two and a half. I was like, dude, what the fuck? That is, I'm not a Knicks guy, but that is wrong. Um, now it's up to four. I still think I lean Knicks here today. Um, I, I do think they're slightly better than the Pelicans. Not a ton, not a ton at all, but I, I think I'd give it two, two and a half. And then on top of that, uh, Pelicans have just been so goddamn bad on the road. I had them um, against Boston. Um, and they were up 18 with like four minutes left in the second. And you just see throughout the game when Brandon Ingram's off the floor, it's a lot of Neil Alexander Walker, and he's just very hot or cold. Jose Alvarado plays big minutes, and you're seeing there's stretches of time where it's Jose Alvarado, Neil, Neil Alexander Walker. They'll mix in maybe a Josh Hart with the bench. Um, uh, and then like fucking Jackson Hayes and Garrett Temple, and it's like, when you go against a good team and a guy like Tibbs, who's going to play his starters 35 to 38 minutes, um, there's just a lot of gaps for better teams to take advantage of those four to six minutes where the Pels are playing really a, a borderline unplayable team. And I, I saw that firsthand against the Celtics, where when the starters were in, it was an even game. And then on the road, it's just so much harder to stop momentum when a home team's cooking, you know, than it is at home. And so you saw it against the Celtics. One little run of momentum for the Celtics can lead to a 20-point swing. So I think I like the Knicks here today. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Pelicans, Pelicans keep this close. And it, it's always tougher off of three losses because you want to make sure the next thing's a lock. But I think you just got to keep playing it straight. 
Um, I like the Knicks here today, only having to cover one extra point on a neutral court. I know the Pelicans didn't play, haven't played since Monday, um, and, and are off a, uh, an embarrassing loss. So you're you're gonna get a good performance from them here today. But Knicks are all also off a loss uh, against the Hornets. I think it's a, a slightly short number that I, I would rather hit the Knicks here. This is honestly a pretty tough game for me to cap. Um... I when I first opened Bovada, it was at four and a half. I thought it was kind of fair. Like the Pelicans are so tough for me. I I, I like them when I watch them play so much. Like when they played Boston um, on Martin Luther King Day, they were amazing in the first half. Like I was like, damn, Pelicans have really taken. And then bam, second half, everything just goes to shit. They yeah. completely fall apart. And I'm like, oh, what what did I just watch? Like it was just a tale of two halves. And I was like, I yeah. can't figure out what this team is um so now they're going into new york knicks are coming off a win right they, they won that last game against uh who they play no oh, they, no, they lost, lost to the t-wolves, t-wolves. they yeah. did i thought they won that game you you they covered though right what was it three yeah, it was three, two and a half in some spots. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's what I'm thinking of. But they actually played decently well in that game uh, at home. Second half. Pelicans are obviously a much worse team than the uh, T-Wolves, but fuck, this is a tough game for me to cap. I think it's, it's what I'm trying to get at. I, I don't know really where I'm at on it. Um, I can't even choose a side. I can't tell you if I think the line's really that accurate. It's just a brutal game for me. Yeah. That's fair. The Pelicans are a really tough team to get a read on because um, when they look good, they look really good. And then sometimes they'll look good for stretches and then those bad stretches just overcome the good stretches. So I, I think I'll, and, I'll take Knicks here. I will take Knicks here. And Knicks have Kemba Walker in the lineup. You know, he hasn't played for stretches and now he plays last game. He's in again this game. Um, it's just tough. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Knicks. I have slight leans on all three games. Um, next game, Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Dallas uh, on a back-to-back. Phoenix hasn't played since, um, I believe, MLK Day against the Spurs. Uh, last game of a super long road trip for the Suns. Uh, Mavs out here getting two and a half points at home. Uh, I know it's a back-to-back, but I definitely lean the Mavs here. They are 10-1 and in their last 11 Defense has absolutely ramped up. They've been playing great defense. I know the Suns team is the first or second or third best team in the NBA right now, but I definitely don't think there's five and a half point difference, even on a back-to-back. I'm sure there's a chance Kristoff rests today, um, given what we know about him and, and how they handle him. But even without Kristoff, this team's playing really well. Luca, head of the snake, and then you got a bunch of guys that know their rules around him. Um, and again, the big thing is just defense. So I, I really don't think there's a five and a half point difference between these two teams. Um, and I know it's a back to back, but like, I, I think this game is a really, really close game and nationally tell. Actually, I don't even know. I just assume it's nationally televised because it's the Suns and, and Mavs and it's Thursday and there's only three games. Uh, but who knows? Maybe it's not. Um, regardless, I, I like the Mavs here today. Yeah, so this game's the first one on TNT, and then Indy Golden State will be on TNT after at seven. Um, but I agree. Uh, Dallas at home on national television is—they're always good. Luca always shows up for that game, those games. But um, like you said, they played last night. Kristaps is a bit sketchy, but I really like that there's no DeAndre Ayton in this game. I feel like he would cause a lot of trouble for a small Mavs like 
lineup. Uh, I think they play Kleber at the five the majority of the game, maybe some Kristaps. Um, so no, DeAndre Ayton is big. I just don't think, like you said, there's a five and a half, six points on, on DraftKings difference between these two teams. Um, I would probably set the line at two, I think two and a half maybe. Um, I think two and a half is probably a more accurate line. So you are getting a half a point on Dallas in terms of value in my eyes. Damn, uh, you'd set it at, at five on a neutral court? Four and a half, five, yeah, I think. Damn, I think I'm just higher on Dallas. Like, they've been – I really just – you look at how they played recently, and I just don't think – I know the Suns are better, but it's not by all that much to me, you know? Like, the, the Mavs have lost one game in, in, in January. Like, we'll go through it. They beat OKC. I know it's OKC. Went beat Denver beat Golden State, like, they beat Golden State with everyone healthy by almost 20. Beat Houston, beat the Bulls at home. They go, they have that that funky game where they lose against the Knicks. Then they go into Memphis, beat Memphis. They beat Orlando, they beat OKC, and then they beat Toronto. It's just like, they have some good wins on their resume in January. Bulls, Warriors, Grizzlies. Um, I know the Suns are slightly better, but I just think five's a lot. Like, I really do, especially when you have if no you, DeAndre Ayton. If you told me 100% Kristaps was going to play and 100% no Luka minute uh, restriction or anything, I think 100% you're right. I just think if I was set in line, I think for those reasons, I have to err on the side of caution. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If everyone is healthy, I agree. I think I don't think there is that big of a difference. I think on a neutral court, maybe Phoenix just three points better at most, three yeah. and a half. But I just think there's a lot of uncertainty on the Dallas side. And Phoenix has had some rest. I know they've been on a road trip, but Dallas played last night. It is a back to back for them. Yeah, I just I, I do get that part. That part is a little bit scary um, for sure. You know, you, you you don't want these guys to get tired legs in the fourth, but just the, the quality of basketball to me is not all that far from, from where the Suns' quality of basketball is. In, in and Luca's finally rolling, too. Like, Luca's in a rhythm. Yeah. No, I know. You got two heavyweights. Both have only lost one game in January. Should be a really fun game. I definitely lean the Mavs um, for sure. And we'll know pretty soon if, if Kristaps gets ruled out. And then we'll, you honestly get a better number, so – I played 40 minutes last night. Who? Luca. Yeah, that's tough. That's a lot of minutes. That's tough. Um, um, I get you. It, it's it's a he, sketchy and, he, and I mean, he, he only had 41, 14, and 7. <laughs> <laughs> I just went fucking nuts. He's a monster, but, bro. Yeah, but I agree. I, I think that's the only reason why I'm a little <clears throat> scared about it, it is – the, the wear and tear from last night on Luca, uh, and obviously with Kristaps. But um, for sure, if, if these teams are fully healthy off a couple of days rest, there's no way that the line would be this high. Yeah. Um, all right. Last game. Uh, I'll keep it simple here. I like the Warriors minus 11 and a half. No Turner. No, probably no Brogdon. Uh, no Sabonis today. I just I... – <laughs> I know the Pacers are got a win yesterday, but like, I really don't think this team's all that good. Um, they're missing their three best players. Wait, is is Brogdon maybe? Brogdon's not on the injury report. 
Okay, so you got Brogdon Karras in there today. Still, I, I don't really care all that much. I think the Warriors win this one by double digits. You want to know the weirdest thing, though, about Brogdon is yesterday in the Laker game, he, he, he didn't, like, when I was watching, I didn't see him on the court that much. Let me look at how many minutes he played. He played 25 minutes yesterday. What the hell? Yeah. So he's probably going to be on. Karras only played 27. Wow, they really distributed the minutes all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that actually helps their case a little bit because, you know, that, you know, you had Luca playing 40, Rogan playing 25, Karras 27. Uh, so they're not, you know, you're not as worried, but it's still an Achilles on a back-to-back. I honestly mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if we found out later, hey, Malcolm's actually going to sit this one out. But because yep. they're not – I mean, they can be as optimistic as they want. I think even they think, hey, this is going to be a tough one today. No Doma. Is, is TJ Warren suiting up for this one? Nope. I don't think he will even be back this year. Dude, what um, is going on with that I guy? I have no idea. You get a little foot thing, and then that can linger, I guess. Um, but do you see this on any differently? I did. I mean, it's just weird because you go to Golden State and there's no Draymond, right? And he's such a big piece, and then you have such a big number still. For Tough. sure. But I, I think also look at the Cavs game where they won by like 15, and then that Pistons game where they're up 28. Where you know, the, when, when you first lose Draymond, it hurts, it sucks. But then, and it still sucks for sure. But like teams, as it, they go, they start to figure out. All right, it's now been five, six games without Dre. We we are starting to slowly figure out how to best optimize this group without Draymond Green because no one can really replace him. So how are we going to play this slightly differently? And I think we've seen that lately. Um, and the Warriors at home are a different beast. I, I will be honest. Um, they haven't really played a home. They, so they played Cleveland at home back. on January 9th. Yeah, yeah, they're finally back home. So I think it is a good spot to target the Warriors, especially on a back-to-back for Indiana. He's Like you said, Malcolm's dealing with Achilles injury, even though he didn't play many minutes last night. He could be sitting. You could see some Sykes at point guard. Goga is probably going to have to play center. It's going to be a pretty ugly team out there outside of Karis LeVert. If Karis LeVert doesn't have an efficient night, yeah, it's it's going to be easy yeah. sailing for the Warriors. So I, I I I I totally get what you're saying, and I think if I had to choose a side, I'm choosing the Warriors side. I'm not choosing uh, the Pacers side. That's for sure. Yeah, I. It's just for me, it just comes down to like well, even with Karis, right? Like you like Karis, but Karis can still have very inefficient nights. Um, and I think this Warriors team is learning how to play with Dre on offense and defense. Um, Kaminga's been kind of nice, like low-key. He's been good, bro. Like, straight up, he's been really good. And, and Steve Kerr talked about it. Like, he wouldn't be starting if he didn't earn it. You know, like, he's earned it on the court. He's earned it in practice. And he's just just bursting with tools. Just absolutely bursting with tools. Um, to the point where, like, if the other four guys out there are smart, you know, both on offense and defense and are communicating, they can kind of talk their way through – at all with Kaminga and Kaminga has the tools to just make up for any real lack of, you know, processing of, of, of what's going on. Um, so, and I, I saw a report from the Warriors that said Kaminga is going to be starting for every game that, that Draymond's yeah. out. They want to get him exactly. a ton of minutes and they want to get him a ton of experience with Steph and clay um, so that playoff time and in the future, he has a rapport with these guys. Yeah. That's pretty cool from the Warriors. I, I love to see that from them. I, Cause I told you, I think for Kamingo to reach his, his 
full potential. He needs minutes and he needs them now. So I think this is so big for his development. And and they've just like, done a much better job, like defining what he's supposed to do. Like I, I, I give them props. I think they just they've handled him so much better than Wiseman. And I know Wiseman played last year, but it was just like a he was kind of just running around out there. Like uh, Kaminga is, I don't know, maybe give give credit to Kaminga, but like I, I do think a part of it is the development staff that we revamped, and it's just. He has such way more of a clear defined role and a better idea of what he needs to do out there to be effective. And you're seeing it this year. Like I, if you guys can tune in tonight, he's really, really fun. Like it's going to be a little bit, but I, I think he can be like really fucking good. There's just not that many people that are that size, have a handle and just are that explosive getting downhill. And then he adds the jumper. It, it could be really, really scary. Dude, he's six, eight. He's like a – he's got like the prototypical wing frame and size. If he can get a jumper, dude, he's going to be unbelievable. Like – because you've already seen – there's stretches, stretches with Jonathan Kaminga where he's going to the rim and it's like he's floating. Like the guy just skies and he gets up there and he's actually really skilled around the hoop, which I was a little bit surprised with. You can tell he's been working on his game outside of the light, like outside of actual games. Um, I haven't watched him in the G League at all, but the dude has come a long way, even from the G League last year when he was playing with the Knight. Like, he is yeah. – I'm stoked for the Warriors, man. And if if Wiseman can even close to figure it out, I mean, it's scary hours for for Warriors. Like, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah. And Moody's out there absolutely hooping in the G League, too. He's averaging, like, damn near 30. I know it's the G League. You know, yeah, but, I'm not a huge mood, uh, moody guy, but I respect it. <laughs> Thank you, bro. But all, all that, all that to be said, like, I really do think the Warriors win this by double digits 60 to 60 to 65 percent of the time. Um, I know that may seem high, and then you just, I know it's 11 and a half, so you needed to get to 12. Um, but yeah, I, I do think we talked about it. You know, it, it happened to us with Dre, we lose Dre for a little bit. Took us a little bit out of our rhythm. Is there a news that dropped? You're, no? No, I'm just looking at Moses Moody averaging 33 a game in the G League. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, we, you saw with us, Draymond goes down, takes a little while to adjust. I don't think, like, th- that offense runs through Domas. Like, I just think that they're kind of struggle today, uh, kind of figuring out how to score consistently, and I, I don't think the Warriors should struggle too much. Moses Moody is shooting – 42% from three and 52% from the field, scoring 33 a game. Scoring clean off, I'm telling oh you. Oh, my God. He just had a 37-point game, too. I know. He's it's going- so weird because you can't – no one watches these – like, unless you're, like, absolutely psychotic and you have nothing to do all day and you're flying every G League game on, like, it's yeah. tough to get these G League games. And how is – I didn't even know he was doing this. That's impressive. But yeah, still is a G League. Pretty good. But I know, I know you're not – I don't mean, you got to see it in the NBA, which is, which is fair. But, I mean, based off of what we've seen in the G League, he's he's looking pretty good, too. Imagine, too, because our pick at, at uh, 14 was going to be Duarte. And Indiana took him 13. Imagine if we had Duarte instead of Moody, too. Duarte would most likely be starting right now with no Draymond, I would assume. Over who? Over Kaminga. Who would play the four, though, Clay? Wiggins. Wiggins, yeah, I I could see it. 
or a high leverage roll off the bench, you know, but it almost be like damn near too much. Like Jordan, too Poole much shooting play. No, I just mean like there's a lot of overlap at that position. Um, Gary Payne doesn't even really play the two. He plays like the four. Um, yeah. But yeah, Warriors for me, Suns, uh, Mavericks for me, Knicks for me. You want to go try our best and, and find some props? It's again, it's super early in the morning. So um, they just have like the mainstays up. Um, but if there's anything you want to look at, uh, I'm down to take a look. Um, yeah, I think maybe one thing we want to look at here today could be uh, Tory Craig props, if there is any. Yeah, there's not. Just is there none? Because he played 31 minutes yesterday. There's now no Sabonis. So, for me, um, I thought he would probably play another 30, especially if you get no Brogdon. Uh, but he's not going to have any props up. So Mine only has two guys up for the Pacers. And I think it's because they don't know what to do. Honestly, yeah, didn't have Rogdon's props. Up. It's just Karis Levert and Justin Holliday. What are Karis Levert's props? Oh, they're, they're used, uh, points, rebounds, assists is at 32 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> points, points, props at 21 and a half. You know, like just yeah. not something I want to touch. But it's frustrating. Yesterday, a lot of our props, you know, were good besides the mayor coffee. AO, there were no AO props that hit. De'Aaron Fox hit his over points prop. Ingles uh, hit. Embiid hit his over props point. Joe Ingles hit his over props point. I'm trying to see. Uh, I'm going to go pick up on Yeka. His points rebounds was 21 and a half. He had 17 and eight with a one assist. That hit. You know, like just a, just a frustrating day where all our props, besides the one we play hit, all yeah. our basically hit besides Thunder. And then the ones we end up playing and try to be disciplined with don't hit. So um, it's it's always tough on that that next day after an 0-3. But I, I really do think I'll be on some form of the Warriors, Mavericks, and, and Knicks today. And I think two out of those three, I feel like hit at least. I'm – I am scared. I am most scared for that Knicks Pelicans. Like I, that game is a shit show in my eyes. Like I feel like I know what I'm getting from Dallas, Phoenix, Golden State, and Indy, but New York and New Orleans, like those two teams, really, I just can't. Every game, it seems like they're a different team for me. I know, but you go through January at home against the Pacers, kind of, kind of comparable to the Pelicans, ten point win. At home against Boston, very good. No, not very good. My bad, my bad. Decent Boston team. Actually, Boston was rolling them for most of that. Three-point win. One to cover, I guess. But then you get San Antonio, 15-point win. Dallas, 23-point win. In Atlanta, 11-point win. And then you lose two games. Like, that. this is now the buy time in my eyes, you know? Like, this is where you buy. Yeah. Um, Pelicans, want, like, one and eight against the spread in their last nine away games, like, the, the thing that scares me, though, is they're due for some regression as well, positive regression. Um, but I just think four is just slightly short. Obviously, we like three and a half a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, I did. You've I, talked, I, you, you talked me into it, honestly. I think four is short. Like, at home, one point, the only one point better on a neutral court. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it should be more than that. Um, yeah. Now that I really think think it through and how they've been playing, I, I do think one point on a neutral court is definitely short. We're just going from, like, I don't know. I, I like to use the last, like, seven-ish games and just say, 
what has this team been cumulatively the last seven games? And I think the last seven games, the Knicks at home generally are better than one point better than the, the Pelicans on the road. You know, like it's in, in my eyes. And then the you- Pelicans too, what I've noticed is they win a lot of their games at home, right? Like they're a lot better at home than they are when they're playing on the road. If you look at some, like when they beat the Warriors, it was at home. When they beat the T-Wolves, it was at home. When they got smacked by the Nets, it was on the road. Um, when they beat the Clippers, it was at home. They lost to the Celtics. It was on the road. Uh, it's yeah, just, just they're a much better team when they play at their home on their home court. But then you have that one game, you know, where it's like in Toronto, lost by four. And, and you could see that tonight, right? Like that, that is a definite possibility um, of that version of the team. It's just like you're weighing, you know, how, how probable is that outcome? Um, is it enough to stay off of it? Um, or are you still going to hit the next? I think I'm still going to hit the next today. Um, I'm, let me check real quick what Dallas is in back-to-backs this year against the spread. Does Devontae Graham matter at all for you for the Pelicans? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Not, not he's not moving lines like crazy, but I do think it matters a little bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. Dallas is four and three against the spread on back to back, so nothing, nothing super alarming there. Nothing also that makes me want to like slam it. But a good uh, amount of that probably has to do with Luca and Kristaps resting on back to back or having their minutes monitors in in some way. Yep, and still four and three. Let me pull up the. Uh, percentage because if 90 percent of the bets are on the next today that is going to be a little bit concerning yeah okay so get 81 percent of the bets are on the Knicks. 77 percent of the bets are on the suns today so i do think uh there's a chance we get that at three and then uh, obviously 82 percent of the bets are on the warriors but we, we expected that yeah uh, and damn near 80 something percent was was on them against the pistons you say 81% of the bets are on the Knicks today? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So it feels a little weird. It feels a little weird. They opened it up at two and a half. Just so weird to me. So weird. How could you have the Pelicans as favorites uh, on a neutral court? I don't know. I really don't. I really don't. Um, Maybe the books just watched the first half of the Celtics game and then made their line and then didn't change it. <laughs> I don't know. Any anything else before we head out, bro? No, I just I would just say no, don't force things today on, on a three game or if you don't absolutely love it because tomorrow we have another 150 games that yeah. we get to break down it and you could probably find a couple pockets of value there tomorrow uh, if you're not seeing anything today. So don't force it. Um, but if you like something, go ahead and. Yeah, 11 games tomorrow. We'll be back, right back at it in the morning. Appreciate you guys stopping by. I know it's a short slate. Good luck with whatever you play. Again, uh, I, I'm going to continue. It's uh, it's really tough mentally, 0-3. I'm going for a run after this. We're going to get our mind straight and figure this out. But I, I definitely lean Knicks, Mavs, and, and Warriors today. I don't think the Warriors line is moving the other way. So if you want to get it, take it now at 11 and a half. I do think the Mavs eventually gets to three. It's three, honestly, right now in some spots. Um, and I also think the Knicks, there's no way that line's getting back to three and a half. 81% of the bets on the Knicks already moved from two and a half to four. Um, I think if you want it, you probably got to get four, 
four and a half starts to get a little bit more sketchy. I could see the Pelicans taking this down to the wire, but overall, I do think four is short given how bad the Pelicans have been on the road. The Knicks on two straight losses at home, wanting to get right today. Um, so Knicks, Warriors, Mouse for me. Anything else before we head out? Nope. Tip. All right. Good luck with everything today, guys. Uh, bounce back. Bounce back Thursday. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a loaded slate. Good luck with whatever you bet. Um, and as usual, thanks for tuning in, guys. Peace. Peace.